What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller, and today, this episode is for Davis Garrig, man. He is in the hospital right now. I texted him last night about recording this morning before the games, and I woke up this morning to his text back, and he said, I'm in the hospital, man. I've been in the hospital since, like, 3 a.m. last night with chest and rib pains. So he's been in the hospital all night and he wanted me to record on my own. So please keep him in your prayers. He would appreciate it a lot. But I'm still here to do the week seven predictions for you guys. He told me, I want you to do this episode. Don't feel like since I'm not here, you don't need to do it. I want you to do it. So I'm going to do it since he told me to. So Week seven's here. The Colts have a bye, so I get to sit down and not scream at the TV this week because the Colts aren't playing, and, you know, the Colts always make me mad. It's kind of like IU did yesterday, even though they won, but it was so stressful. You don't even know, and an episode will be coming on that soon. Anyways, the first game... We got the two and three lines going to the one and five Falcons now. Guys, the Falcons got their first win and they had 40 points because Dan Quinn is not their coach anymore. The Falcons' talent is not that bad. They're one and five. Now, obviously, the Colts were one and five and made the playoffs. That's not going to happen to the Falcons. That's a very, very rare thing to happen. And. Guys, I did horrible last week. Horrible. Like, I keep getting worse and worse every single week. I went 8-6 and six last week. My predictions on the year is 63-24. and 24. So, I mean, I, I guess I've only gotten 24 wrong. But still, for my standards, that's not very good. 8-6 and six is not very good. I need stuff like the first week. You know what I'm saying? So... First game, we got the Lions and the Falcons, and I'm torn. I'm being serious. I'm torn. Because the Falcons' offense looked great yesterday, but the Lions aren't as bad as people think they are either. They're not the Detroit Lions that people think they are every single year. So, I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll with the Lions right here. Actually, no, I'm going to roll with the Falcons. Give me the give me the Atlanta Falcons in this one, 38 to 31 because if the Falcons offense keeps that up, they will beat the Lions. The Lions defense is not too great. And the Atlanta Falcons, if they keep up the offense especially with Julio Jones, they will be productive on offense and Calvin Ridley also has been dying down a little bit lately, but he also is still a stud. You know what I mean? Calvin Ridley is still going to get his catches. He's still going to get his receptions and do whatnot for Atlanta to help them in their offense. Julio and Calvin Ridley is a dirty combination on the football field. I would fear them if I were the Lions, especially with the rookie out there like Jeff Okuda. I would definitely fear the Falcons receiving core. And the Falcons, I'm sorry, the Lions offense is good, but they're not good enough 
to beat the Falcons, keep up with the Falcons. So, I'm rolling with the Falcons right here. It could go either way, though. Next game, we got the Browns versus the Bengals. I got the Browns in this one because the Bengals are talented, but their coaching is just so bad. I mean, you're up 21-0 to against Indianapolis. I was at that game. Bengals were up 21-0 to against Indianapolis and proceed to lose 31-27. to The Bengals didn't even score a touchdown in the whole second half. Only two field goals. Not to mention the fact that Bullock missed a field goal too. So it could have been a one-point loss. And it could have changed the whole game. But you still got to find a way to move the ball. Part of that is on Zach Taylor, I think. Most of that's on Zach Taylor and the offensive coordinator. Because why would you change what you were doing from the first half when you were scoring like every possession? Why would you change that into something else? Because now it doesn't work. The Colts made the adjustment on defense. So there's two things. You could have either changed what you're doing and the Colts didn't make an adjustment, which I'm sure that didn't happen because if you're somewhat of a good defense, which the Colts are, you're going to make an adjustment somehow. Or the Bengals made an adjustment to their offense, and the Colts just adjusted to that as well. And the Bengals' offense was just so stagnant. They were on a standstill the second half. It was crazy. And, of course, Phillip Rivers and the Colts obviously took advantage of that and scored. But I got the Browns in this one just because of Pure out coaching. Um, give me the Browns in this one. 34-24. to um, The Bengals offense is actually starting to put up numbers, but the Browns, I think, are just going to out-coach them, if I'm being honest. I think the game of the week right here, Steelers-Titans at 1 o'clock, two 5-0 teams. Give me the Steelers in this one, man. And the reason being is because... Derrick Henry had a monster rushing game last week. Is he going to do that against a great defense, one of the top defenses in the league? I don't think so. I think both offenses for the Steelers and the Titans are both basically equal. I think they're both equal. It comes down to which defense is better. I think that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be a little chilly over there in Nashville, but... So I got to go. But... I think the Steelers will find a way to overpower the Titans just because of them having a better defense than the Tennessee Titans. And then, obviously, the Steelers with Deontay Johnson back this week. um, Now they have their nasty receiving core again of Juju, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. So give me the Steelers in this one, 31-27. Just like the... Bengals cold score last week. It's going to be close, but I just think the Steelers' defense is going to make a big play, like a pick six or a scoop and score, something like that, to outrun the Titans. All right, we got the Panthers versus the Saints. Michael Thomas is out once again for the New Orleans Saints. This time it's a new injury. It's a hamstring injury. First time it was a high ankle sprain. Then the second time, one of his teammates called him Slant Boy, so he punched him. He could have played then, but he got suspended for a game. So then he was out, and now he has a hamstring injury, so he's out. I mean, it's just all over the place. And I'm picking 
As a matter of fact, I'm picking the Panthers right here. Because with Michael Thomas out, I always say the Saints have cracks in their offense. And I still believe that. The Panthers' defense just need to shut down Alvin Kamara. Emmanuel Sanders is on the COVID list right now. So the Saints are going to look at Traquan Smith and Jared Cook mainly for their guys. And then they've got Kamara as well. So the Panthers just need to know where the ball is going to try to go most of the time, and they should be fine. And that's exactly the reason why I have the Panthers in this one. Give me the Panthers 24-21. to 21. Because I think they'll win on a game-winning field goal. I truly think they'll do. I truly think they'll beat the Saints on a game-winning field goal. I thought the Saints were Super Bowl contenders coming into the year, but no. They're, they're not. They're just not. All right, next 1 o'clock game, we got Jets versus the Bills. This one's pretty easy. I've got the Bills. The Jets are 0-6, and they're not even close to coming up for a win. They literally lost to the Dolphins. 24 to 0 and the Dolphins aren't that great of a team either. This one's going to be a blowout. Give me the Bills 37 to 7 in this one. I don't think there's any explanation. There are rumors that Sam Darnold will be traded to the Colts on the trade deadline because the fact that the Jets are just trying to rebuild and the Colts are going to lose Philip Rivers soon. And my thoughts on that is Sam Darnold is a talented quarterback if he has a good offensive line. The Jets might have one of the worst offensive lines in football. And you can't do anything as a quarterback with a terrible O-line like that. So I think if we traded for Darnold, yeah, I think it would be a good fit for the Colts. But right now, I just think we need to wait out and see everything. I think we should make that trade next year if it happens. But yeah, I mean... Everything is just wrong with the Jets, if I'm being honest. Their defense is struggling. Their offense is struggling. And they're just rebuilding. You know, you can't blame them. And there's no re- there's no reason that the Bills should not win this game at all. There's absolutely no reason. So, give me the Bills 37-7. to Alright, next 1 o'clock game, we got two teams from the NFC East battling the Cowboys versus the Washington football team. The line is actually even on this one. And here's the thing, man. Give me the upset alert of the week. I got the Washington football team in this one. Here's my reasoning. The Cowboys scored less than 20 points against the Arizona Cardinals last week. They need Dak Prescott. Andy Dalton is not the guy to move their ball. I'm sorry, that sounded kind of weird to move the ball, not their ball, the ball. But their defense is still horrible. The Cowboys' defense is still the worst in existence. Worst in football. That's a lie. But still one of the worst in football. Washington doesn't look too bad, man. I mean, yeah, they're 1-5. Of course they look bad, but... If you're looking at a team with Andy Dalton leading a team at quarterback, why were the Bengals so bad in the past few years? Why are the Cowboys bad now? It's because Andy Dalton is leading them at quarterback. You have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb. You have all those weapons and you still can't put over 20 points against the Cardinals? 
I don't think it's going to happen. Give me Washington in this one, man. It's going to be low scoring, I feel like, too. I've, give me Washington 23-17. to 17. Um, This is another game I feel like could go either way. But the Cowboys are struggling. And if the Eagles or the Cowboys win the division, honestly, I don't think any of them deserve to win the division. I don't think that an NFC East team should be able to host a playoff game yet make, a, make the playoffs at all because... I guarantee you nobody in the NFC East will finish with a winning record. I guarantee you the best will be like 6-10. and 10, Yet they'll be able to host somebody. That's just stupid. I mean, they should lose, but either way, I think that's stupid either way. Alright, we got the Packers versus the Texans. The Packers got blown out last week to the Bucks. I don't know what happened to them last week. I, I chose the Packers over the Bucks, but I got to take them again. I got to take the Packers again. The Packers, I feel like, just dominate AFC teams, especially with the Texans, who are 1-5. The Texans came close to beating the Titans last week. They went into overtime, and I saw at the Colts game, it was a score update, and it said the Texans were up on the Titans by a touchdown with four seconds left, and then... The Titans somehow ended up winning, so I saw the highlights and stuff, and I saw what happened, which was, I thought, which was really crazy, that game, but the Packers, I feel like they're going to bounce back. I feel like there's no way that's going to happen to them two weeks in a row. Give me the Packers in this one, 27-21. I mean, they they just had a downfall this week, a horrible week, and that usually does not happen for Green Bay. As for the Texans offense, it's getting there. It it's getting there. You know what I mean? They gotta win. They're one and five, but they gotta win. Bill O'Brien's gone. At least you gotta be happy with that. You're probably gonna get a high draft pick. So Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller, do you pick another receiver with that? Do you pick a halfback? Which you shouldn't because you just straight it forward. Do you pick an O-lineman or do you go defense? Losing D-Hop as a Texans fan. Well, I'm not a Texans fan. But if I were a Texans fan, I'd pick a receiver to help out with Will Fuller. Because look at all the rookie receivers are turning out this year, man. A lot of them. Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins. A lot of good rookie receivers are turning out really well. So... I got the Packers 27 to 21 because I feel like their receivers aren't going to be good enough to stand out. You know, Will Fuller on Jair Alexander all game is tough. And then you've got like obviously you've got Darren Fells over the middle as tight end. But um Brandon Cooks and like all those other people just aren't good enough. Over this Packers secondary, I'm sorry. And and the Texans are just struggle busting right now. I got the Packers in this one, 27-21. All right, moving on to the 405 games. Buccaneers versus the Raiders. The Raiders always play good in Vegas. They always play good in Vegas. Davis, this one's for you, man. I always go against the Raiders, but this one, I got to go with them. Give me... The Las Vegas Raiders over Tampa Bay. I know this is Davis's team. 
He likes to pick them a lot, and I got to follow up with them this weekend. Now, the Raiders, as I said, if this was in Tampa Bay, I think they'd lose. But if since it's in Vegas, I think they're winning. Why do they always play so good in Vegas? I don't know at all. Like, it, it, it's kind of weird. I, I seriously don't know why. But I got to choose them, man. The Buccaneers could stay hot. They just signed Antonio Brown, but obviously he's still suspended until week eight. So we won't be able to play. And the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, who was absolutely tearing up the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. It was kind of funny. The Raiders, man, are actually looking good for a three and a two team. Sorry, three and two. But I think they're going to be four and two after this. I think they're going to be four and two after this. Give me the Raiders in this one. 35 to 31. Yeah, baby. All right, 425 game. We have got the Chiefs and the Broncos in 17-degree snowy weather in Denver. 17 degrees at M Power Field at Mile High. That's freezing. It's going to be snowing. This is the first time all year players are going to be this cold, most likely, in a game. A lot of running the football. A lot of running the football in the snow. And you know what that means? It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell versus Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. Melvin Gordon's still got to deal with this DUI punishment. Who's going who's gonna to win that battle in the rushing game? The Chiefs O-line and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell or the Broncos O-line are Phillip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. And obviously they're going to pass some. And the Chiefs are going to obviously solve their passing game still. They just got to find a way to not slip. You know, slip on the on the snow, on the field. Or Mahomes has got to find a way to get the ball out cleanly and, and throw a pass cleanly. And it'll be all good. But give me the Chiefs, honestly, in a blowout. Um, since it's snowy, it's not going to be too high scoring, I don't believe. So give me them, give me the Chiefs twenty-eight to three. I know it's rare for somebody to not score a touchdown in an NFL game, but still, in a snowy game, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, another four o'clock game. We got the two and three Patriots versus the three and three Forty Niners in Gillette Stadium. Now, you would think it would be as cold. In Foxborough as it is in Denver, but it's really not. It's going to be 50 degrees over there. still kind of cold, but for the Patriots, it's not cold. I mean, for all the people that have been there for a while, like Julian Edelman, he's used to it, but over there in California, the Niners may not be used to it. I think it's going to be an uphill battle in this game. I got the, I don't know, the Niners are looking good. They're looking better. But honestly, yeah, I've got the Niners. I've got the 49ers in this one. Because how do you put up 12 points to the the Denver Broncos defense? Like, Cam Newton last week was throwing so many off-target passes. He was throwing balls that looked like a middle school quarterback could throw. He was missing them. 
it's really disappointing. I don't understand how Cam did that. He's usually not like that at all. And if he keeps this up, which I think that he will, because he's not that much of an accuracy guy, but, I mean, when it gets cold, it's hard to throw the football. I got the Niners in this one, especially with Kyle Shanahan's mastermind running game offense. I got the Niners in this one, 35-28. Kyle Shanahan has a great offensive scheme. That's part of the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl last year. Obviously, Jarek McKinnon will be starting once again because Raheem Mostert is out. So, yeah, give me the Niners 35-28. I think it should be a good game, though. Next game, we got the Jags traveling to SoFi Stadium and Inglewood to take on the Chargers. Give me the Chargers in this one, man. The Chargers. The Jags are 1-5. Still, their only win to Indianapolis. They should be 0-6 for sure. Justin Herbert, honestly, I think is playing better than Joe Burrow. I think Herbert, the way that he runs, his decision-making, I think that it's better than Joe Burrow's this season. Now, I think Burrow will turn out better than Herbert, but Herbert's playing better this season. And yeah, I mean, no explanations here. Both teams have only won a game, but the Chargers are still going to win this game. I don't have any worries about this, that that the Chargers are going to win this. Give me the Chargers... 31 to 17. Um, I mean, the Jags, the Jags are probably going to be sore for their travel. They had to travel all the way from Jacksonville to Inglewood. So that's literally across the country. They're going to be sore because of their plane flight and all that stuff. So give me the Chargers. I mean, the Jags are still trying and I credit them, but it's not good enough to beat really any team besides the Colts who the Colts will be in Indianapolis. We just always play bad week one, but yeah, the, I'm, not, I'm not worried at all that the Chargers are going to lose this game. Give me the Chargers 31-17. The late night game, we got the Cardinals playing in another late night game. This time in a Sunday night game instead of a Monday night game. We have got the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. The Seahawks are 5-0. and Cardinals are 4-2. and they're playing in Glendale, Arizona. Give me the Seahawks, man. Give me the Seahawks going 6-0. Dangerous Russell Wilson, along with his offense and his nasty defense, are going to come back from the bye week and absolutely destroy the Arizona Cardinals. You can't give Russell Wilson a week of rest, man. You can't give him a week of rest. That's dangerous. That's the most dangerous thing the NFL has ever done. Giving Russell Wilson a week of rest to prepare. Or, much less say, give him two weeks to prepare for a game. I feel like this dude is going to go off in the Sunday night game. Give me Russell Wilson and the Seahawks 42-28. to You cannot give Russell Wilson two weeks to prepare for a game. That's dangerous, man. As for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins is playing well for the Cardinals for sure. And Kenyon Drake, (laughs) I know a lot of people that have Kenyon Drake in fantasy who's mad because he's not playing well at all. 
and I completely understand. So he's just not there for the Cardinals. He's just not performing well at all. The Cardinals D is performing pretty well. I mean, they let the Cowboys score under 20 points against them, which was insane. And Kyler Murray, he's just doing Kyler Murray things. It's hard. His O-line's bad, too. I mean, it's really bad. So it's hard for him to run like he usually does. He does sometimes, but as a second-year guy, it's hard to manage an offense like that. I think next year, the Cardinals will be good. I mean, you can't forget they're in the hardest division in football. So you can't forget that. It's hard to make the playoffs when you're in the hardest division of football. If they pull off a win right here, it'll help them a lot for their playoff chances. But I just don't see it happening right here. All right, the last game of Week 7, we got the Bears versus the Rams. The Chicago Bears are 5-1 and one somehow. Indianapolis giving them their only loss, yet giving Jacksonville their only win. That shows you how much of an inconsistent team Indianapolis is. Traveling to the Rams, the Rams are favored by six right here in Vegas. And I'm going to have to agree with them, Vegas. I'm going to have to agree with Vegas right here. Um, You know, the Bears are 5-1. and one. We know that's somehow of a miracle. And the Rams are a great 4-2 and two team. And the Rams have... I think I have a better offense than the Bears. You know, the Bears are kind of having a quarterback problem on who they're starting each week. The Bears' defense is obviously still nasty. I think that's part of the reason why they won five games. But, you know, you got the Rams' defense, who I think is better than the Bears' defense. Who's going to block Aaron Donald? Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? This team... Is a great defense. The Colts only let the Bears put up 11 points on them in Chicago. So what do you think the Rams are going to do in L.A.? You know, have the Bears played against enough good defenses? Has their offense? I don't really know. That's exactly the reason I got the Rams. I got them 27-14 to 14 in this one. Actually, no, 27-21 to 21 because... You know, obviously it's hard for it to be a low-scoring game in the NFL. I picked the Broncos and not even score a touchdown because it's snowing. But overall, I think the Rams win that one just because of the the offense's scheme, offensive flow. I really like the way the Rams play offense and Sean McVay. I mean, he has a good style of play calling. He knows what to call, where receivers should be on the field every route. So give me the Rams, 27-21. to 21. Now, as for the, I'm looking for it, as for the Packers game, Aaron Jones is officially out for the Packers game. I got a question. I wanted to address this before I end the show. Do you think it's going to change anything with Aaron Jones out? No. Because the Packers have Jamal Williams, who's not bad, but also Jamal Williams can do the same thing as Aaron Jones. He maybe just won't be able to break that extra tackle. Maybe he's not as fast. He may he not he may not be able to fight for those extra yards, but overall, I still think the whole the whole offensive scheme will be there for the Packers. I mean, they're still going to do the same thing without him just with their backups. So yeah, I still do think the Packers are going to pull out the win right there. 
But anyways, that's going to wrap it up for today's DW Sports episode. Remember, keep Davis in your prayers. I had to do this solo show. It's hard to do shows without him being here because I love talking about sports with him. We can we changed our uh, Snapchat name to DW Sports with two S's on the end. So that is officially all of our social media. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And we're going to be soon making a Facebook page for all of our older audiences out there. And our email is dwsportshow at gmail.com. It's almost 1 o'clock, so everybody, set your fantasy lineups. Make sure everybody is active in your lineup. Hopefully, everybody has a good week in fantasy. Make sure to watch and eat a lot of food for NFL Sunday. It's the only way you can watch NFL Sunday, you know? So, yeah, everybody just have a great rest of your weekend. Hopefully, I do good in my predictions this weekend because I really have not been doing well at all in my past couple weeks. So, hopefully, I'm praying that I can actually have a good week this week. But, anyways, that was going to wrap up my week seven predictions for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you who takes time out of their day to listen to our show. It would appreciate it a lot if you just give us a share on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, just something like that. Just just give us a share, man, to get us new audience members out there. Um, I know a lot of you guys listening, you know, like the show. So yeah, just a share would be we would appreciate it a lot over there. But yeah, keep Davis in your prayers. And once again, thank you guys so much for being here. And I will see you guys in the next episode very, very soon. See ya.